Welcome to this APQC podcast. My name is Haley Carroll, and I'm a research specialist at APQC. Today, I'm talking to Mary Driscoll, Senior Research Fellow at APQC in Financial Management, about the results of the recent survey she filled in on process improvement in the finance arena. Welcome, Mary. Thank you, Haley. My first question for you today, Mary, is what did you think about the results of this survey in terms of how is this round of process improvement initiatives different from the past? That's a great question, and I have been looking at this for some time, and I'm I'm happy to report that I'm seeing much more, um, shall we say, change management maturity uh, being used in finance. One of the questions we asked had to do with what kind of change management tools are CFOs and their their key lieutenants using um, when they go about uh, scoping, planning, funding, figuring out how they're going to govern, measure, uh, and overall manage a change from process model one to process model two. Now we're talking about major changes here, not little incremental things that are just par for the course. We're talking about major process changes where there may be uh, an introduction of, of, say, a software as a service functionality, maybe uh, using a, like I said, a cloud service, software as a service, to uh, give a boost to planning and budgeting um, for a variety of reasons. So we're talking about major changes, or it may be a restructuring. Maybe people are moving from a decentralized transaction processing type of model to more of a centralized or shared services model. These are big things that, that involve a lot of disruption, people, time, and money. And we are seeing a preponderance of survey takers tell us that they are using process frameworks, formal business case development, uh, benchmarking, so they know what their starting point is, as well as change management knowledge and practices. And I think we're also seeing it, particularly at the large companies, much more of a willingness and an openness to bring in professional project management people from the central PMO office, for instance, uh, and ask for assistance from those people who are just experts at bringing a project in on time and on budget. Well, that's very interesting with the new tools that people are using during their process improvement efforts. About 70% of survey participants think data science will be important to finance employees. Was this finding surprising to you? Also, what do you think data science and analytics actually means to finance today? Great question. I mean, I think that We've said for a long time that finance needs to be relevant as well as lean. And certainly the, the key highlights of our survey show that, yes, the desire to improve capabilities in the area of financial planning analysis, FP&A, uh, that desire is extremely strong and prevalent today. Um, and I think what you're seeing there is is 
there's a couple of developments that deserve watching. And one is that the current business community fascination with using big data to sharpen business decision making, you know, that has not been lost on finance leaders. They know that it's, you know, really important that finance get up to speed and and learn how to use these techniques and tools to their advantage. So think about it. What could some of these new tools and techniques uh, provide? It, it gives finance an opportunity to collect and analyze all manner of data in ways that can provide a real boost to those charged with plan execution. Uh, so, for example, if the marketing and product development people are trying to discern, you know, what is the best way to, to set pricing and, and packaging of various products or bundling for various channels, you know, what what is the predicted economic or financial outcome of doing, you know, A, B versus C? Well, you know, scenario planning and profitability analysis have been around for a long time, but what makes big data and sophisticated analytics uh, important in that exercise is that the quality of the data being fed into the finance analytical engines can be much higher because it's much more comprehensive. It can be much more accessible if there is indeed a very logical and uh, and sensibly governed uh, a platform for data data storage, data cleansing. Uh, data management, and, and you tend to see that in companies that are embracing big data and analytics. It's not surprising that they quickly find that there, there have to be ways to corral all that data, smart ways to corral all that data and manage it. So the big companies are doing that, and, you know, again, finance is watching what's happening and saying, well, how can we pick and choose the things that are um, really valuable coming out of this trend and apply it to the world of finance. Based on your response, it seems that finance is responding to the business in a new way and trying to become more service-oriented, which is new. According to the survey results, improving FP&A or financial planning and analysis is very or extremely important to three-quarters of survey participants. Do you think the FP&A group is the means to this end of finance trying to become more service-oriented and maybe producing more practical analysis the business can actually use? Well, sure. It's the finance and planning, financial planning and analysis people, whether whether their titles are officially budgeting, planning, forecasting, or FP&A, um, you'll tend to find titles all over the map. But these are the people who who are tasked with problem-solving. Okay. So we're not talking about the people who head up very important but different activities in the area of transaction processing, getting invoices processed, getting bills out to customers. Those people, that's not the group we're addressing here. We're talking about the people who are facing the business, whether they are you know, division CFOs, not so much plant controllers, but you know, higher level in an enterprise, people who really serve as a bridge or a liaison between the enterprise level management reporting that goes on and 
the business planning uh, and pattern recognition uh, and use of of non-financial drivers. So people who are in the businesses with their sleeves rolled up, helping those profit and loss owner or business unit owner uh, leaders figure out how best to leverage the investments they're making in, in people and resources and, and strategies so that they deliver the required level of profitability. Well, thank you, Mary, for your thoughts on the survey results. It's all very exciting. And thank you to all of our listeners today. If any listeners are interested in the full survey results, please follow the link embedded in the podcast description. Thank you.